0: And welcome to Everyday Linux, episode thirty-three, Techno Resolutions, recorded December twenty-first, twenty eleven, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. elementop.com You know, I struggle .com. with that every time to not say productions, because I'm from Texas and that's the way it's it says <laughs> productions. productions. Element OP Productions. No, is that a picture? Is that a picture you got hanging on your wall back there? It's a picture. Picture. It's a picture. picture. I'm uh, fixing to do something. I'm fixing to, yeah. It's like the um, there are certain words in the South that are the same words. Like a pitcher is either something you snap with a camera or something you fill with lemonade. Um, <laughs> a pen right. is either something you write with or something you you hold your tie down with. Uh, ten is either Or something a number, you
1: put goats in.
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Ten is either a number or uh something that a can can be made out of. Uh, yep.
2: And Dawn is either a girl you know or a guy you know.
0: Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> ranch exactly. is either something you turn a nail with or something you do to your hair I turn a nut with. Yeah. Ranch.
2: Ranch, yep. Yeah. Uh, or it's also what you do when you get dirt off your hands.
0: Yeah, you wrench your hands off. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My dad told me one time, boy, get inside and put a sleeve on and rinse your hands off when you're in there.
0: <laughs> I remember him
2: particularly saying that to me. Put a sleeve on. Put- Not put a long sleeve shirt on. Get inside and put a sleeve on. So.
0: Being the smart aleck that I am, I would have put one sleeve on one arm and walked out that way. So, I guess I should introduce the guys I'm talking with. With me, with me is the regular full Everyday Linux crew. crew. Um, the Stuttering is new. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> starting with Mr. Aaron Butler, the former fat guy all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Mark, Chris, Seth, everyone. And Mr. Chris Neves, the command line godfather from somewhere out in nowhere Montana
3: that's about right where it's cold and trying to snow
0: yeah it was uh, like 60 degrees here today I thought of you 65 Man, here <laughs> and, and of course the gooey kid Mr. Seth Anderson from parts unknown east Texas hey Seth hello everyone
2: I wish I was the gooey kid
0: <laughs> well you know that <laughs> name was available for a long time <sighs> uh, but I
2: own the gooey kid oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spell it different and to try to steal yeah. part of your thunder.
0: <sighs> I haven't registered it uh, I haven't done anything with it yet, but I registered I and I thought about doing some sort of ad campaign like you know the army of one thing have all these geeks uh, just give a little blip thing and at the end I am Opie, you know because they're part of the network and
2: right uh, I, Have you heard about the pomegranate phone? No <laughs> It's a viral phone camp it's a it's a viral hoax phone campaign. Uh, mobile phone actually from the government of Nova Scotia. And it's this phone that's kind of shaped like a, uh, like a. Teardrop, upside down and teardrop. And, you know, it shows like a graphic of it and it like, it opens up like, like petals of a, f- uh, flower and like you flip out the keyboard to one side and it sounds really cool at first until they flip out the coffee strainer on the other side. <laughs> and then it's also harmonica and a couple other things. So it's like a Swiss them, like. army phone. Yeah. And it's the, but the, the website's actually done really good, uh, really well until, and it's, um, it, you, it looks, Fairly uh, believable, and, and, and then until it starts going off on the crazy stuff, and then when you click on like share this or I'm done or whatever, then it it goes and tells you what it's really all about. I'm gonna I'll I'll uh, drop that in the uh, yeah we'll put that the warm up place. here. And so can, this show
0: uh, because it's the new year, um, <clears throat> we're going to do what everybody does, and that's do a resolution show. And there's a reason everybody does it: a, it's the holiday, and we don't really want to be doing podcast, and b, it's easy. So I actually think three or four of our shows on the Element OP network are doing resolution shows this year, but uh, hey, I resolved
2: okay. to not do a resolution show next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you either do a resolution show or a countdown or a year in review or something like
2: yes, that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was a good idea. I should or the done best that this of. Week.
0: Yeah. A best of. Yes. So we're, we're going to do a resolution. And, and the idea is these are techno resolutions that you're going to try to do in the next year or encourage other people to do. Um, and right now, the list has four things on it, so it's going to be a very short show. But <laughs> Before we get on, I wanted to tell you what I've been up to all week. Unlike some people, I've been off all this week jabbing. Just at for one week? <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh
0: Yeah, just this week, but I've got next week off, too. <sighs> but yeah, Seth, you've been off since, what, August?
1: <laughs> uh No, the end of October. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Um <clears throat> But I, my week has been all about cooking indirectly. I, I think I've mentioned it on this show before. My wife uh, has a a small catering business on the side, and today was her weekly uh, rot- rotary club dinner, and she was trying to think of something she could do uh, for this week. It's getting cold. Well, Texas cold, Chris not not real cold, yeah, uh, yeah but it's yeah. getting colder here. And she didn't want to do the classic like Christmas dinner, turkey or anything like that, because she figured everybody else is going to be getting that. So, and Aaron's allergic to it, right? So I decided, um, I suggested making some chili. Which of course meant I was the one making the chili. So I made a big old pot, um, seven and a half pounds of meat um, in my chili. That's a big old pot. Big old That's pot a of chili. Big old pot of chili. There. I made a big pot of chili. That's a big old pot of chili. Thank you. Thank you. We have a, we have now officially. Uh, we have a core about the size of your chili. It is a big and old <laughs> pot. Um <laughs> but you know my chili takes uh, roughly 4 hours to make and uh, and then to uh um for best results it's I like to leave it overnight. So I actually made it yesterday. So it took me pretty much all day yesterday to make it. And then today um I thought hey, you know I'm off work, I'll go help her. So we we all try, the kids up there they wanted to go see what Mommy does when she when she's there. So we all went there and we set everything out. Guess how many rotarians came showed up today? 4 3 uh, a little better, uh, better than that, 12. 12 people Ooh. showed up to eat my seven-and-a-half-pound big ol' <laughs> pot of chili.
1: That's like a, half a pound each.
2: big it's... and an old. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at that rate. so uh like a big ol' bunch of leftovers. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, so, that's a half a pound of chili per person. <laughs> while
0: everybody else is going to be having uh, ham or turkey or, or whatever leftovers, I'm going to be having that plus... A big old pot of chili. So <laughs> we're going to be having chili cheese fries and chili macaroni and, and chili nachos. And the thing is, the kids don't eat it. It's too complex a dish for them. Uh, so it's really just my wife and me. Um, but I got to say, it was darn good. If, if I do say so myself,
2: well, since, since we're light on the content today, Mark, what, what do you put in your chili? Cause I'm something of a chili connoisseur myself. I've won not one, not two, but three blue ribbons. Not nice. chili. Of course, I was the only one that entered each time, but uh, <laughs> not really. No, I actually, did have competitors. Anyway, go ahead. What's in your chili?
0: I once came in second in a chess tournament of three people. So wow, uh, yeah. Um, I um, keep it pretty simple. I like to use a combination. Hi, Cheryl. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a kiss too. Um, she just came in and kissed Aaron. That's his wife, by the way. Aww. Uh, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, wait. I use a mixture of stew meat. Uh, and ground beef okay so i take the stew meat and i cook it down uh you know two and a half three hours till it gets really tender and then i mash it with a potato masher so it turns into like shredded beef and then i mix that with uh i like a, a couple of cans of of tomato paste well for that big a batch for just a small batch one can just a hint of tomato and chili powder and spices and and i like uh to use dried peppers, you know, guajillo peppers or ancho peppers or whatever. Um, and that's that's basically it. Onions, bell peppers, that, that sort of thing. And then, like I said, I set it overnight, and then before I serve it, I mix in ground beef to get that it's a different mouthfeel from the shredded beef. Mm-hmm. So I mix the two in together, and here's the secret. For a thickener, I use... Uh, you can use either use uh, prepared masa, masa arena, which is very common around here in Texas. But if you don't have those, motor you can, oil, you can crunch up uh, tortilla chips, grind those up in the food processor, mix them with a, with a little water, and it makes a slurry that thickens your sauce uh, and gives it uh, a very authentic Mexican sort of flavor. Hmm. Sounds good. Interesting. So there you go. Welcome to cooking with Mark. <laughs> Everyday as long cooking, as it's good, that's all that matters. I, I do a lot of talking about cooking on this show. I've realized that recently, not on this show, but on on all the shows on the network. But the other thing that I've done uh, that is cooking related is I built a smoker, uh, and I've I've uh, it's I have a long lasting love affair with smokers with smoking meat and, and the whole <laughs> Texas barbecue thing. And my current smoker is made out of a couple of clay pots. Uh, and it's just a a really throw-together thing. And it works really well, but it can only do like maybe two small racks of ribs and a brisket. I'm limited in what I can do. So I decided I was going to go all out. And being the geek, I went with uh, the uh, CAD tools available. I used Google SketchUp and actually designed it all on paper or on the computer first and, and worked it all out and then built it. And it was amazing because I had all... Because I'd use Google SketchUp, I had all the cut lists done. I had everything exactly right. I knew exactly the uh, amount of material I needed. And when it, when it all came time to do it, it was like putting something together from IKEA. It was amazing. I had everything all laid out, diagrams and everything, and it was just cut this, screw this, hammer this, and and done. So I now have a, uh, a, a big smoker. I've been testing it over the last couple of days, sort of fine tuning the temperature. And, um, and so, and, and I'm really looking forward to, to doing it. The first thing my wife wants me to do is smoke her a salmon. So that's, that's what I'll do.
3: Sounds pretty cool. So, Sounds like something I would like to do. Well, that's someday. what I was going to say.
0: If anybody's interested, um, since I've got all the plans, I, I thought I might put them online and you can replicate it. It's, it's an, uh, a non-conventional construction. It's made out of wood. Most smokers are typically made out of steel or aluminum. But this is three-quarter inch plywood with um, steel sheet metal lining it. So the sheet metal reflects the heat back, protects the wood. Uh, wood has to get to several hundred degrees, about 400 or 50 or so, before it combusts anyway.
1: Well, paper is 451, right. right? I know from the name of the book.
0: Uh, and it's actually a little higher than raw wood. Um, so like oh. 4, 420 or so. Um, but smoking you never get above like 225, so that's really not an issue. But then I put the steel in there for both sanitation purposes. It's easy to wipe down. It's it's what most commercial ovens are made of, and it reflects the heat back and protects the wood. So I don't think I'll have any trouble at all. And my heat source is for uh, little uh, one-burner hot plates that you can find at your hardware store. Hmm. I literally bought them at the hardware store, and uh, they're all in the bottom of it. And on the top of that, I've got just an aluminum, like, hotel pan that I put wood chips in. The heat gives me a a perfectly dial inable heat source. And the the wood chips, I can put hickory or mesquite or or whatever I want in there and produce the smoke. And uh, since it's electric, I can dial it in and keep it exactly the right temperature. Um, People who use wood or propane, it's common to have trouble with adjusting the temperatures and getting things uh, right. Uh, It'll get too hot or too cold. Uh, So, uh, now I've had it going for the last couple of days, and it's been at uh, exactly the right temperature the whole time. So, I'm really excited to get to use it. And uh, if anybody's interested, let me know in the uh, forums or or send me an email, and I'll uh, send you the plans about how to make it.
3: Um, I think it'd be pretty cool to have those up online. I'm sure we get a lot of people that want to look at it you should also put up some pictures with the two marks. That way we can see the final product.
0: Yeah, I took a couple of pictures with my cell phone, but the lighting wasn't great. And and, uh, you can't really see much. I want to do some real pictures. I I think it'll be cool. Uh, On the other hand, I may come back in a couple months and say, yeah, it caught fire and burned my porch down. So, you know, we'll just have to see how that works out.
3: Well, let's hope you don't burn your porch down.
0: Yeah, I don't want to do that.
3: Yeah, that would be bad.
0: (laughs) Okay, so anything else to talk about other than my cooking?
1: Um, I don't cook, so we can't really talk about my cooking.
3: <laughs> my house still reeks of cookies as of the last show as well, and I'm sure it'll continue as until after Christmas,
0: so you're still your wife's still in full on cookie mode,
3: oh yeah, it's nice.
2: I would just yeah. appreciate if just one of my coworkers wouldn't come by and leave food and candy on the fat guy's desk. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not know? I just spent the last like 16 months trying to lose 150 pounds. I had not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight people put candy on my desk this week. That's funny. And along with this one lady and her wife come by. And I said that correctly, just FYI. And offer cupcakes to me
3: twice. Yeah. Oh well, they're trying to spread some good cheer.
0: You yeah, See, we had a little party at our school on the last day. And when when there's a party. You know, people say, "Hey, don't forget." You know, there, there's party, and I understand that. But when you're the fat guy, everybody makes a point to say, "Hey, don't forget, we've got goodies there in the workroom." So, like every staff member stopped by, made a point to tell the fat guy that there was food available.
2: <laughs> well, you also get the uh, as the fat guy, you also get, and this is the wrong show for all this, this entire discussion. But you also get the, uh, um, do you want the do you want this leftover? Right. I've got an extra fill-in-the-blank. Would you like it, fat person?
0: Right. Hey, you must be hungry. Here, take this.
2: Even though I watched you eat the exact same amount of food that I just couldn't finish. Right.
0: In fact, at the party, uh, when I was leaving, they literally people started handing me food. Here, there's leftovers. Take this home. And I said, I'm going to assume that you're giving this to me because I have a family of five to feed and not because I'm the fattest guy in the room. And I'm not even going to make you tell Mm. me which one it was.
2: Well, I tell people. I always say, "Well, if I take that home, is the problem is I will eat it." Right, <laughs> and I just refuse <laughs> to take it. No, you can't make me. I'm not taking it.
0: All right. All right. Comments on being the fat guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what neti pot is, Seth. What is that all about? Wait, Wait, well, I, I did not put oh, that. Seth, uh, Aaron put that in. I'm sorry. I know this what that is too. By the way, this
2: is the FYI.
0: Bizarre um, news items. I generally automatically ascri- ascribe well, to Seth. Netty pot. Yeah.
2: Nettie pots are those wonderful, little, they look like a little tea pitcher, and people put water in them and pour them through their sinuses.
0: Kind of a home remedy. It's supposed to keep you to from everyone. getting oh, cold.
2: I, I, I can't really hear Chris very well, Mark. All right. Um, it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to rinse your sinuses out and keep you from getting cold. I use, I've used saline spray a lot of times, you know, the bottle that you can get. But apparently, some people are using tap water, which it recommends to not use. You're supposed to use yep. distilled or boiled. Uh, water and there's been several cases of people getting some kind of brain amoebas and it, and it
0: killing them well i just i, I mentioned on uh the show so we as did a general rule today. just a final
2: note here a runny nose is better than a brain that's been eaten by amoebas <laughs> yeah. so if you have to pick one
0: or the other yeah go with the nose runny nose as opposed to runny brain yeah um, I, I as i mentioned on the show we did earlier today i just got my cpap machine today and it's got a humidifier thing in it, and they st- stressed: use distilled water only. Don't use bottled water. Don't use tap water. If you don't have distilled water, boil the water. Boil it. See, there's my text. Boil. boil the water. Um Otherwise, uh you know, amoebas will eat your brain. That's not what they said, but I, I kind of wish they had because I would take it a lot more seriously. Uh, uh, use distilled of, water or uh, amoeba will eat your brain. <laughs> other
2: funny words that people say, you know, we discussed earlier on the same show again, Mark about how I'm raising my son to be a good uh, geek and superhero nerd at the age of five. He thinks that the bird that flies really high and eats mice is also the same name of the green guy that turns green when he gets mad. It's Hulk. (laughs) It's a Hulk. That's funny. (laughs) It's kind of blends Hulk and Hawk Hulk.
0: I, I I have been trying to teach my daughters. I have three young daughters. I've been trying really well to teach them to speak properly and not to speak like everyone around them. Uh, and it's, right. I'm failing miserably. Uh, my Two of my three daughters say saw, S-A-W-L for saw. Uh, I saw it the other day, and it just kills me every time.
2: One of them says, a sandwich and a glass of water.
0: <laughs> Incessantly, yes. Uh, three-year-olds <laughs> are like that once they get in the loop. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, see, that's the thing. Uh, virus, when you said that, I immediately thought computer virus. I didn't know what a netty pot was, so I assumed this was some uh, breaking news about a... It's like, uh, it's like a honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I assumed it was some breaking news about a computer virus, but no. Well, a net, too. You know, net, the word net. So, yeah. so it's actually a vi- it's an amoeba that will eat your brain. That's a, that's a little different.
1: Not your
2: TV
0: yeah, well, ears.
1: I had just read an article today where a, some type of malware had shut down a hospital. Uh, they had to deliver paperwork by hand. And, and so they couldn't emit patients except for real serious ones. So uh, that's – and I was thinking it was something to do with that.
3: Funny. No, I actually swear by a neti pot, but I follow directions and use um, distilled water.
0: So you and pour boiling water in It's actually in been
3: – it's been one of those things that I, I think it's actually helped me more than hindered me because it also flushed out a blood clot that I didn't know was in there. Uh, yeah. It was in the sink. It was that big around. Welcome See, to Everyday Gross Out. Yeah,
0: that's a good title for this show. I didn't <laughs> know it was in there. How big around was it, Chris?
3: About the size of a softball in the sink. Wow. Yeah, it was huge. And when I went and told the doctor big about your it. How nose? Well, no, it was plugged up in the sinus cavity. <laughs> when I went and saw the doctor and I told them about it, they were like, well, no, that, that explains why you've been getting a whole bunch of uh, sinus infections for the last couple of months. Okay. Wow, so it's it's one of those things it was like wow i I'm glad the doctor told me that that's what that was for.
0: you know, I didn't expect this show to be uh typical in any way, but this has gone off the rails in a unique <laughs> sort of way, yes, and about typical for us yes uh, this is this is yeah, okay uh Google is developing a tablet, maybe or maybe not,
1: yeah, I don't know if this is news or rumor, but uh it comes from a interview that Eric Schmidt was giving to an Italian newspaper where he says that in the next 6 months we plan to market a tablet of the highest quality was the direct quote and the gist of the article was that it appears that Google might be planning to do something like kind of what Amazon is doing with their Fire just uh you know that way so they can tie the uh, Android OS to a specific tablet and show what it can do to kind of get android out of the tablet mire that it stuck in so i don't know if that's news or just rumor mill but um you know they well, there was a google phone
0: and and well not only that but they they did buy out um uh yeah motorola out, like, motorola's mobile department so maybe that's what they wanted maybe they wanted that engineering expertise for a tablet and not for phones because they have said they wouldn't compete with their competitors in the phone market they didn't say anything about tablets
3: yeah right
1: so, yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe it's just one of the, maybe it will be some, you know, because they're real good at like starting a project and then getting it to a certain point and then saying, ah, well, that's OK. So maybe they just maybe they want to prove that they can't because the news for tablets is that uh, iPad is great most Android things suck, and Windows is never going to get it right. That's <laughs> yeah. that's most people's view of tablets. So maybe they – I think Google would love to prove that the Android experience can be as seamless and good as the Apple experience.
0: I think in my experience, there's not any hardware right now that can compare to the iPad in the tablet realm. Uh, there are a couple that come close, but it's just close. So I don't think it has to do with the OS. It has anything it has to do with the hardware.
1: Well, it has it has to do with like Apple has like a thousand engineers or so that you know just work on the processor and I think the biggest difference is that you know because Apple does the hardware and software, their software and drivers are optimized right. to that specific set and it's something that even if the hardware was the exact same, Apple would give you the better experience. Because it's optimized.
0: Yeah, I've said that for years. Because they control the hardware, they can write highly optimized uh, software for it. Right. Well, that, that's true across the board with Apple. Right.
3: But I gotta say this about my little Fire. I love my candle, my Kindle
0: Fire. Did you get the the recent update? I don't know. I haven't my checked it today. Fire. I think it was just yesterday or today. There was a new update Ooh. that supposedly fixed some uh, uh, performance issues. And I'll the great thing
1: about on the the, i going to the great thing about the Kindle Fire is, if someone steals it, they have one-button access to purchase whatever they want with your <laughs> information.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, since it's purchased through a credit card, all the same fraud rules apply. So uh, it's generally fairly safe. I think I'd be more concerned with them finding my vast warehouse of porn that I ordered off of Amazon uh, <laughs> than anything else. Right. Speaking
2: of honest and dishonest people, um, but not pornography. Cheryl left her purse at a restaurant last night, and they nicely put it aside for us, and I went back and picked it up, and not only was everything there, but also the envelope laying on the top of everything with the $40 cash in it had been untouched. Nice. Wow. That was very nice. Yay, Pizza Company, shout out, what, what?
0: <laughs> and, uh, and the next story I don't want to spend much time on because it was not in any way unexpected, but we're glad it actually happened. Google and Mozilla... Uh, hammered out their deal and Firefox, or, uh, Google will remain the default search in Firefox. It's yeah, totally
1: for another three me. years. I'm sorry, Aaron, I didn't hear you.
2: I'll say it was totally unexpected to me because I didn't even realize that was even being discussed.
0: Well, there was a, there was a big news story saying that they hadn't signed the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's too good a deal for both companies. Google gets lots of traffic from Firefox and Firefox is profitable because of Google. So uh, there's no way either of those companies would break that.
1: Yeah, Google does not want to be seen as an enemy of open source by saying, no, we're not going to support Firefox anymore. Um, And it kind of keeps the antitrust specter off of their Chrome OS. I thought that said uh,
2: antitrust sphincter for a second when I was scrolling through the article.
0: (laughs) Now, this next one I do find very interesting that OpenOffice um is now going to be handled by the Apache Foundation rather than uh Sun.
1: Cherokee. Probably.
0: Well, by Oracle. Oracle, oh, Oracle has had it. That's right. Well, and, Sun, Oracle bought Sun. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And apparently this happened about 6 months ago and yeah. I never knew anything about it. Um but they are working on like a developer's release that will come out next year and uh hopefully they'll get like a consumer release later in the year, but so you know the whole reason that LibreOffice exists is because the open source community hated what Oracle said about Open office, so they forked the project. Um, Fork and, you, yeah, buddy. So uh, now, now that it has Apache, I wonder if there won't be if they won't come back together, um, or if there'll be two uh, Open Office projects competing still. So, for those of you who don't know, Apache is in control of OpenOffice now and not Oracle.
0: I wonder if they'll change the license from GPL to the Apache license.
1: That is what the uh, 3.4 release that they're planning to come out with next year is designed to do, um, where they go through and they uh, look at the code and all of that, and it goes through the uh, permissive Apache license. Yeah, because
0: the Apache license is much more business-friendly than GPL is.
1: Right. So yeah, so that's um, so all of the open source people who are wondering about OpenOffice, you know, you don't have to wonder anymore because you really don't get much more open source than Apache. Yeah,
3: um, uh, it's been it's been one of those things that I, I've always been curious how long it was going to take before somebody before Apache got that license fixed because that's been an interesting subject for a long time now. Yeah.
0: Chris Chris is uh, distract, distracted now by his Kindle, so there must be either there is an update or he just picked it up and went ooh shiny and can't put it down. Both uh, squirrel, okay. <laughs> squirrel, yeah. So there was an update that's coming through.
3: Um, no, I haven't found an update yet, so I'm wondering if I'm not on the the list of people that get one yet. That's uh, it the may old just,
0: joke. It may be a, a time thing.
3: Yeah, possibly.
1: But, but I know it out. it's a slower pace of life up there in Montana. <laughs> so. Yeah
3: pretty
0: much (laughs) okay and the next one um seth you're gonna have to explain this to me uh uh, an honest guy on the internet yeah
1: there is this comedian lewis ck from britain
0: yeah speaking of vulgar comedians
1: yeah uh he decided instead of going to like hbo or showtime or something like that or uh, some paid outlet for his uh show he decided to produce it himself and he sells it via the web for five dollars in a very drm free kind of way a way that is very apparently it's extremely easy to take what you buy and torrent it and he's doing it for five dollars a pop rather than however much it would cost if you bought it from somewhere else um and so far in like four days, he made over five hundred thousand in revenue minus production expenses. So he he made a good profit. Um, when they interviewed him, he said it wasn't as much money as he would have made through like a company like HBO or whatever. But it was a good money. It was a good amount of money. And the great thing is. You know, whereas if you bought it if you bought a DVD from HBO, it's gonna be a regional encoded thing or whatever, and you're gonna be limited in where you can use it. So, but now you can download it, save it, has whatever format, and carry it with you on a flash drive or whatever. So I just thought it was kind of cool that you know, we're kind of in one way we're getting away from the, the media empires. And this is somebody who has enough following and he decided to do this. Um kind of a neat way to see the internet work. I just thought it was a cool story. Well, he actually appealed to the
2: audience. He basically told them, hey, for five bucks, you can download it, uh, stream it twice, download it three times. And once you download it, it is yours to do with what you will. Um, And so would you be willing to pay five bucks and support me instead of me releasing it in a normal way? And apparently people have been, you know, 100,000 downloads.
1: Yeah and quick. you know and the great thing is if if anybody goes and downloads it now he still gets that money. Um I'll read you these two paragraphs uh to those who might wish to torrent this video look I don't really get the whole torrent thing but I'd just like you to consider this. I made this video extremely easy to use against well-informed advice. I was told that it would be easier to torrent the way I made it, but I chose to do it this way anyway because I want it to be easy for people to watch and enjoy this video in any way they want without corporate restrictions. Please bear in mind that I am not a company or a corporation, I'm just some guy. I paid for the production and posting of this video with my own money. I would like to be able to post more material to the fans in this way, which makes it cheaper for the buyer and more pleasant for me. So please help me um, keep this being a good idea.
0: I remember a few years ago, Stephen King did an experiment where he released like 14 chapters of a 15 chapter book um, at, uh, as a, a PDF for like a uh, two or $3 and said, if I reach X, I'll write the fifteenth chapter, but if not, the story will never be finished. Um, and I thought that was huh. an interesting way to do it. And he got enough money, and he did publish the last chapter.
1: Hmm.
2: Huh. That is interesting.
0: That's well, cool. Good so you, teachers, know you, you always know, he hear people <laughs> right. Yeah. You always
1: hear people saying that, you know, you know, everybody's always in it to steal from, you know, and they're gonna download stuff and rip people off. But here's a way giving people a chance to do the right thing and uh, uh you know, and apparently there have been a lot of uh illegal torrents of it, but a lot of people have done the right thing.
0: Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of people who will never pay anything for anything. Right. And and, yeah. and um I've heard Steve Gibson uh, of uh, SpinRight fame on on the Security Now podcast often say that doesn't represent lost revenue to me because those people would never have paid me money. So if they pirate yeah. it, it's not lost revenue. They're, it doesn't right. matter. They would never have paid me money. Um, and so I kind of like that idea uh, that you just recognize that people are going to steal your stuff, but you give the other people who don't who actually want to pay it for it the opportunity. Um, I know. I can't remember the last movie it was, but I bought a movie recently that came with quote unquote, a digital copy. Mm -hmm. Um, that digital copy was some service that I could stream from, but only if I pre-registered the device and then only two devices and then only from like four IP addresses. So, I mean, that doesn't even count as a digital copy. First thing I did was popped it in my machine and ripped it with handbrake.
2: You made Uh, your own digital copy.
0: Now I have a digital copy.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was at the comic shop today and the, uh, there's a new comic out there called the, uh, avenging Spider-Man, which is kind of, a, he's been, Spider-Man has actually been part of the Avengers for a while. And so it's kind of a spin off out of that. And it actually says right there on the label, Marvel started doing this on several of the titles, uh, in- includes a code for a free download of a digital copy. Uh, and I have yet to purchase one of those that has the free download of a digital copy. So I don't know what restrictions or if you have to use, do it in a reader or what format it's actually in kind of curious. Um, However, I do have friends who do a lot of downloading of illegal, illegal copies of comic books, <laughs> refuse to pay for the paper, and uh, so definitely things are out there that you can get a copy of it, but they're also trying to, I think they're trying to circumvent that a little bit by making legal digital copies available as well.
0: Good stuff, guys. I like the news yeah. section. It's growing every week, and I like that. Um, so Yay. anything else before we move on to the actual topic? Okay.
3: I don't have anything else.
0: So the first resolution that I want everybody to make, I want you to repeat after me. I said this on the uh, holiday tech support one. I'm going to say it again because it's important. I resolve to back up my data. Back up my data. Back it up off-site. Have two copies of it. Have three copies. Have 50 copies of it. But if you're not backing up your data, you can't really even count it as existing. If there's yep. one copy of something, it doesn't exist. If there's two copies, it's not safe. If there's three copies, you're in pretty good shape. As long mm-hmm. as the three copies aren't on hard drives right next to each other. Right.
3: Yeah, I've always gone by the idea that if it's not in three different, three separate medias in two different locations, it doesn't exist. Right.
2: You guys are real Schrodinger cat guys, aren't you? if i can't put my data in an ice chest with a cat that i do not know if it's alive or not alive i'm not sure if my data doesn't or does not exist right
0: yeah i don't yeah i don't want to get off on that but i never understood that thing the the cat is either dead or alive it's true But you don't know yeah but if you you wait 15 years you freaking know all right (laughs) and there comes a time when you do know you know, uh, I read a, a funny tweet. It said the, um, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It just popped in my head. It said the average lifespan of a reindeer is eight to 10 years. We can stop singing about Rudolph now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not if we got the whole cloning thing worked out.
0: Number two, uh, I resolved to keep my system updated. Stop ignoring your updates. I said the same thing on the holiday tech support thing. Update your relatives. Well, do it yourself. I know we geeks often hate to go through the pain of a of a reboot. Oh, I got to reboot and reset all my apps. Just update. There's a reason those updates are out there. And it's been a long time since updates were more hazardous than they were worth um, in all the OSs. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, because, I mean, why spend... Four hours troubleshooting a thing that was resolved by an update two years ago. Right. You know
0: no, I mean? Or get in, I mean, there are still people being infected by the Nimda worm because they're they running unpatched Windows 95. You know, patch your stuff. <laughs>
1: I have antivirus. It came on the computer I bought five years ago.
3: Right. So. <laughs> right. Which brings up the sub point that I just put in there. Make sure the programs are up to date. I don't know how many times I've sat down in front of a machine and there's I have to do seven updates to Java, right? Or Flash, or uh, whatever Adobe. else. Yeah, I don't even want to talk Adobe. I really don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing was when they pushed Adobe out of my office to fix the security flaws and broke all of the web browser, right. web based browsers um, for for a lot of our digital uh, imaging equipment. You know.
3: Or, for forms that was the one thing that we br- that broke when uh we were at at my work is that we were using forms for a lot of things PDF forms and well, the, yeah uh, just- up- when they upgraded from eight to nine and then nine to ten the fillable forms broke we, we couldn't fill in forms anymore
1: yeah, you know, I would almost put an asterisk and say, maybe you shouldn't ever update Adobe. Because <laughs> if you find one that works, keep it. <laughs> right, because there was an issue with Adobe 9, you know, and Windows 7, how or, and Vista for that matter, because of how uh, there's the everyone deny. And uh, they fixed the issue in nine point whatever, and then when they released 10, the code base they had used was so old that the error was back. And yep. you had to wait. For them to then come up with a fix for it in ten after they had already fixed it once in nine. Okay, so-, so
0: this is the part where I have to retract my statement that says most of the time updating is worth the update and won't break you. In the case of certain sub apps, uh, Adobe being the most egregious, uh, that's not the case. Uh, Windows it used to be like that. You you install a service pack, you know something's not going to work. You you know every second Tuesday of the month something's going to break. They've sort of fixed that, uh, but at the package level, yes, I will agree. Um, that, that doesn't happen. And in the antivirus level, um, I can't remember the last time I saw a false positive. They've gotten so good at that, that updating your virus definitions, uh, you know, it used to be every time the virus definitions updated, I kind of rolled my eyes about, you know, what was going to be false, uh, falsely done. Yeah. So, um, the, um, the, Caveat there, the the asterisk uh, in the record book is stop using Adobe products. <laughs> don't use Flash. Yeah. Don't be, don't use Adobe Reader, um,
1: which is impossible in education. True, unfortunately, because we had because the issue in Greenville we used Foxit, but because uh, some of the software was keyed not just for PDFs but specifically for Adobe, right. Foxit had some issues,
0: and some yeah, of those I've features like the fillable too. forms and stuff only work. In Adobe, you know some of those advanced features.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, the problem we ran into was to answer Chris's earlier question. Um, we have some imaging equipment that that the output of the imaging. When I mean imaging, I'm talking about medical imaging. Um, gets rendered in a PDF format, so it's portable. <laughs> is the idea, hence the name. Uh, however, the embedded links in the application that I was supporting at the time launch them in an the IE window, and the 10 the adobe 10 version when it would it would try to launch him it you had to go you had to go to the person every single person's computer launch adobe manually go into the settings and turn off the render in a browser setting or you know fast preview or something like that because it would try to launch and it would just crash adobe every time and so that was a
1: big hassle i mean we only had I don't know, probably four or five thousand workstations that we had to touch yeah, and that was resolved by another, by a couple of editions of Adobe later. That was so. actually resolved by my field support team going out and doing it all. I didn't do any of <laughs>
0: <laughs> So the next resolution, I resolved to perform system maintenance.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things. I put that in there. Number one, if there's some software you don't use anymore... Get rid of it because that's a major avenue for viruses like, um, for example, shockwave. If you use Windows, you know, used to lots of stuff with shockwave um, that, and, uh, you know, now not so much. I wouldn't get it. And the blow out the dust is exactly the main reason I put this on here. I've, several weeks ago, I, I talked about the electric uh, duster. Clean out your system. At least once a week, or I mean not once a week, at least once a year, because your house is dirty, right and yes, I mean yours, you know, uh my house isn't dirty, oh yeah, take off the case on your computer and look at those dust especially
0: buttons. if it's sitting on the floor under your desk now i You're- I know, but the computer I put in my uh in the floor under my desk uh three years ago has never been touched. I know that it looks like the Serengeti in there there's there's there's, there's
2: <laughs> your house isn't dirty because all the dust is in your in computer, computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a filtering system
0: but it's one of those things it's it's down under the desk i've got to crawl under i've got to disconnect wires i can't see to reconnect them so you're you're connecting by braille there's all kinds of reasons not to do that but seth i agree with you that's exactly something you should do I'm not going to resolve to do it, though. I'm going to say you should resolve to do it, but I'm probably just going to let my computer burn out.
1: Yeah, listen to what the techs tell you, not what the techs do. <laughs> yeah, so, just, uh, but I'm you know what? Whenever honest. I work on somebody's computer and they pay me to do a software thing, that's one of the like value adds I right. do is I take it to the compressor and blow it out.
0: Yeah, anytime yeah. I move a computer, anytime it, it, for whatever any reason at all, if it gets disconnected or moved, the the blowing out is part of the process.
3: Yeah, when I like, I always tell people when uh, when you change your clocks, blow the computer out because that's at least up in my neck of the woods, we actually have daylight savings time. So you know, it's just a good thing to remember. You have to change the batteries in your fire, your smoke detectors, you might as well blow the dust out of your computer too. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. But see, I change my air conditioner filter religiously every month, but my computer. That, that I don't do that. I, it's the difference because one is just open a door and slide a new filter in as opposed to crawl in, uh, under the desk. So if I yeah. move my computer up on the desk, maybe I'll do it more often.
1: How old is your oldest daughter?
0: Uh, nine. <laughs> That's about
3: old enough to blow out a computer. Yeah. Yeah. My son's built his computer. I think he can probably dust his own machine.
0: There's no telling what she would connect to where, though. Oh. My, son, my son thinks
3: he could build his own computer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And Chris resolves to bring Linux to the masses.
3: At least some more.
0: <laughs> and how do you intend to do that?
3: Well, I've started a pretty good campaign. Um, all my my uh, student helpers that come in to work with me during the school year and then during the summer, they all leave with a, a good knowledge of Linux when they leave. And out of the 10 Whether that Whether they been want there, it or not, right? That's right. That's right. I force it down their throats. But out of the 10 students that have come to help, um, eight of them are still using Linux today.
0: That's cool. Yay!
3: Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, and a matter of fact, one has actually grabbed the, the Linux horn so hard that he's replaced his home router with a, a PFSense box and is learning the Unix commands as well.
0: Nice.
3: To be young and have lots of time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when you could do that? Yeah. Oh, uh. Uh, and then and then the next one spit is
3: that stuff back out. <sighs>
0: my next relo- resolution is: I resolve to back up my data. It's important <laughs> that you back up people. If you only have one copy of it, it doesn't exist. Yes, I did remember that I put it in there before, but I did it twice because it's that important. Back up your data.
1: Well, you've got to keep your data in multiple places. So right.
0: <sighs> and the know. next one, Chris resolves to set up a media server. Since we did a whole show about it, you might as well go ahead and actually do it.
3: Well, I have the hardware now, so now that I have the hardware, I have enough hardware laying around that I could build the media server and my backup server in one whack. Awesome. So is that going to be two separate servers? Yeah, I'm going to have oh. two separate ones because um, the media server is big enough to handle the transcoding and everything, but I don't want to fill it up with all the because the backup server I'm going to have is not just for my local stuff but it's going to be also for my client stuff as well.
0: So you uh do you charge for that or is that a service that you provide just on your own?
3: It's one of those things that before I do anything to a machine, I image it. Absolutely. So it's the I need to have some place to put all those images and then a week after the the computer goes back, the image gets dumped, but I need to have a place to put the image so
0: Okay. All right. The next one on the list. Should I read that one, Aaron, or just skip over it? <laughs> I
2: didn't put that one. Oh, okay. See says? I didn't put this one. Yeah, I know.
0: I know that you didn't put that one. But uh, who yeah. put it? Somebody who who will remain nameless <laughs> resolves to buy more comics. That would
3: be me. I resolved to buy more comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that I have. My Kindle and, and easy access to all my comic books that I can't get in town. I'll start buying my comics again.
0: Okay, that's cool. And and so what kind? What's your comic? What's your favorite kind of comic? What's your poison?
3: <laughs> what's my poison? Uh, i have a little bit of everything. Um, I like some DC and I like some Marvel, so I kind of cross pollinate a little bit.
0: I like Garfield. He's my favorite. <laughs>
3: Garfield's good stuff too.
2: Have any regrets? maybe garfield <laughs> garfield maybe <laughs> that's the best line
1: in zombie land <laughs> um uh
0: seth i'm gonna let you say that one
1: i resolved to have a job for at least some part of next year
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh if i hire you for uh one day to clean out my gutters does that count
1: uh i resolved to have a uh I'm know, W two job. There oh, you there go. you go.
0: So, speaking of cleaning out my gutters, again, yeah, we're just derailing the show entirely.
1: <laughs> metaphorically or
2: literally? No,
0: literally. Uh, okay. Yeah, Chris, but, Chris ta- already talked about metaphorically cleaning out his gutters, um, and finding a. I
2: don't know though. if you were playing that old, uh, no. you know, whose line is it anyway? Show, you know, <laughs> no. the she really cleaned out my gutters, if you know I what was, I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I was over at one side of my house that I don't go to very often. As I was bringing the smoker into the yard, and I looked up. And there was like a 15-foot su- section of gutter missing. I don't know where it is. There's no pieces <laughs> on the ground. It's not laying on the ground. It's just gone. There's just gutter not there. I, I have no idea how that could have come to be. Those I, darn gutter thieves. I mean, and they're not even aluminum gutters. They're plastic. Um, Now, I have a couple of sections where the last ice storm we had broke them. So I thought, you know, okay, maybe it broke, but then I'd see pieces, right? No, there's nothing. It's just... Just huh. gone. There's like 15 feet of gutter that has evaporated. So if you're walking down the street and gutter falls on your head, give me a call.
1: Maybe Aquaman flushed his toilet. It. <laughs> Could
0: be.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. And Aquaman has a for gutters. Nice.
0: Um, and the last one that uh, looks like Seth put in there. Nope, that was not me. Oh, see, you got the colorings getting all messed up. Wasn't me. Chris put in there, I resolved to back up my data. It's very important that you have Uh your data in more than one place.
3: (laughs) Well, and not just your data, anyone that you are involved, because if you're listening to the show, you're probably the the house tech for your family. So make sure your family's data is safe. I don't know how many times I've been called by my cousin or my nephew saying, Help. I blew up my machine and I can't get to my term paper, my pictures from my senior trip or whatever. Make sure you have something in place. Even if you have to go out and purchase a year's worth carbonate for somebody, get it taken care of.
0: Yeah. Just an interesting story about backup. Um, again, I, I've mentioned many times I work in education and oftentimes, um, that my, my, st- staff and more importantly more often the students misunderstand stand what a backup is and what it's for a backup is an archival copy for emergency usage it's not oops i deleted the file 10 minutes ago can you get it back no the backup isn't constantly running every 5 minutes so i'll get somebody who like at the first part of a period create a class and then forgot to save it and will will their teacher will will send them to my office all right can you get that off the backup file no 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 it backs up backs oh, yeah. up once a day and it takes about 22 hours to do it so it's really only every other day that you can count on it being there um you guys ever have any stories like that the, the expecting the instant uh rec- the undelete as instead of a backup yep
3: yeah oh yeah or the the program froze up and it crashed can you bring my file back to life
2: uh here's my here's my best story like that and it's it's not really even a delete story it's a it's just funny we on the system I used to support, they have a thing called the PAQ Provider Approval Queue. And when with lab results and documents um, from the interface come in, the physician will bring up their PAQ and they have a list of these lab results they need to review and documents, which are those images and things like we were referring to before. They go through and they look at it, and make sure there's no unusual results, and they they sign off on them. Accept, 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 accept. <clears throat> so we got a ticket one night after hours, uh, emergency, you know, high priority. Provider called and said that she had her PAQ up and left the room, and her cat had laid on the keyboard and signed off on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! And, and she came back in, and her PAQ was empty, and she needed to know how to put the stuff back there so she could sign off on it again.
0: Is uh, this a web luckily, form? Huh? Is this a web form, or is it in a software?
2: It's in the software. Luckily, though, it has a history tab. All you have to do up at the top, you just click the history tab, and she was able to see all the things the cat had signed off on.
0: Just a quick uh, uh, um review plug on. here. Uh if you use Firefox, there's a plugin called Lazarus that as you're filling in form data, saves it. So if you ever get to the page and and like you're filling in this long uh, job application or something like that and something happens and you accidentally close the browser or hit the back button, um Lazarus will will do that. And I've used that often, like when I'm posting episodes for for the shows. I'll, I'll type in this long description with all the show notes and all the links, and then while hitting the backspace key, thinking I'm erasing a character, I actually move back in the browser. Yeah, and it all goes away. So check out Lazarus if if that's uh, that's sort of an, uh, 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 a sanity saver.
2: Well, there's a there's a Chrome plugin. I'm sure there's one for Firefox too. I just haven't used Firefox as extensively. That's nice that I like. It's just a, a simple um, uh, uh, tab history thing, for lack of a better word. You know, you can go to your history and see the things you've opened. Right. But this is like a quick one-click. It'll give you a drop-down and give you the tabs you've closed during that session. Because, you know, once you're tab browsing, and it's easy to accidentally click and close the tab you were just in – this is just a real quick way, bam, hit this button. It's actually in the toolbar. There's the tab I just closed and opened that tab right back up without having to click your history and kind of look through it and find it. Um, I find that fairly uh, useful.
0: That's handy. All right, guys, anything else before we uh, uh, move on to the uh, tips of the week? Any other okay. resolutions?
1: Just uh, I resolved to back up my data. All
0: right.
2: I guys.
1: resolved to 1280 by 640. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
2: That's a good actually, that, that, was ran, that was actually totally made up bad numbers. But, uh, right. Yeah,
0: because that would not look very good at all. Uh,
1: <laughs> I guess it depends on how your monitor is set.
0: Yeah, maybe on a tablet or something. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what is this week's, our first for the year for two, 2012? What is the command line tip of the week?
2: And that's assuming the world hasn't ended. <laughs> no,
3: that's,
0: that's not, not supposed ended. to happen until December, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. okay. Sorry. Um, hold on a second.
0: <laughs> bless you in advance
3: nope no sneeze that time so that's
0: what happened because I said bless you when you say bless you it stops the sneeze
3: it sucks that hurts now thank you <laughs> alright the, the command line tip of the week is app add repository now if anybody is in a Debian system or at least not uh, I shouldn't say Debian it would be Ubuntu based system they've added this tool called app add repository that it will add a PPA to your system so, like, if you're trying to use, the, or if you're trying to get the brand new Firefox nine, um, you need to be in the PPA for um, Mozilla. And let's not assume P-
0: what everybody everybody knows what a PPA is. What is a PPA?
3: A personal package archive is Man, what he's, that is, he's and that's Googling that's it where right s- now. <laughs> no uh, a PPA is where somebody has actually built the archive or the the binary packages of a program for you so like uh i'm sure if people remember back a couple of weeks when i was talking about i needed to have the updated blueman um package for bluetooth you had to have you had to add the ppa for the blueman package because the one that was in the repository was too old this is the pro, this is the tool that you use to add those PPAs by the command line.
0: So basically it's like a repository that an individual can create and host. Yes. So if you're a project developer like Handbrake, for example, if you want the latest Handbrake, you need the Handbrake PPA because what's in the repositories is old. So the yep. developers of Handbrake keep their own repository that you can add to your system and then the update manager will treat it just as if it were the Ubuntu or Debian repositories.
3: Correct. But it's not Debian. I don't think any Debians actually use PPAs. I don't think you can uh, get a PPA into Debian. I think it's just Ubuntu based.
0: Okay. And I
3: would have to look to make sure.
0: From our GUI kid, what is our end user tip of the week?
3: Well, this
1: week, uh, in post-Christmas fashion, I am running a two-for-one special. I have a a link to an article on printing issues where this guy is a technician and he deals with a lot of printing stuff, so he just kind of gives end-user tips on fixing common printer problems, and uh, the links will be in the show notes. And then, if you have a child and you want to get them a tablet, but... You don't want to spend the money of uh, an iPad and you don't want them to have one, one touch purchasing through Amazon leapster or leapfrog has an awesome tablet that apparently parents love. And, you know, and, it's fun and it has apps and it looks very similar to like a, uh, like, you know, an, an iPad or something like that. There's apps on there. They push and play with it's the leak leap frog leap pad. And there's a link, uh, to it. Leap frog, leap pad, explorer com And we'll put a link to purchasing it through Amazon, uh, through elementop.com slash Amazon on our podcast, and they're they're like a hundred dollars. Uh, it's Christmas. It's right before Christmas when we're recording this, and they're pretty much sold out everywhere. But you know, you want to start out the new year, and you want to get your child a toy that will be educational as well as fun. Um, about a hundred dollars.
0: The funny thing about automated scripts in a web page list price ninety nine ninety nine. Amazon price one thirty nine ninety eight. You save. Negative forty dollars. Uh, you actually uh, cost money more uh, according according to this, but that's it, funny. The list price is a hundred bucks, but they have the uh, Amazon price at one hundred and forty. Um,
2: that's funny. I've, but, yeah, I've heard great things about those as well.
0: I don't have that device, but we've got lots of Leap uh, Frog stuff at my house. The little the touch, the notebook, uh, not notebooks, but books, storybooks, and we've got a couple of uh, uh, Leap pads. Um, not leap pads. What are they? Leap Stirs. They're tiny little like Game Boys. So, yeah, they're, they the company makes great products. And I have no, uh, doubt that it's, it's an awesome product. And they're durable and they work really well. So, yeah. and
1: it looks, you know, it has the modern tablet form factor. I mean, you know, it might be a little thicker because it's designed for kids to play with who don't have the fine motor control necessarily. But, you know, it, it looks like a tablet.
2: Cool. I just want the world to know that I have confirmed that Chris is wearing pants. <laughs> right. He
0: stood up and we he stood see.
2: up. We saw it.
0: I just wish that uh, it's just a good thing that he was had he, when yeah. he stood up.
2: Yeah. This, 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 this is typically when I would say my famous line of Chris, I've never seen this side of you before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but you wouldn't because that's too corny. It is. Well, this
3: t- time I'm wearing pants. Who knows if it's every time?
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm going to delegate authority here. Seth, what's the contact information for the people on this show?
1: Well, you can find us at elementop.com, facebook.com slash elementop, twitter.com slash elementop. You can get our, um, app from the, um, Android app store and soon to have one in the iTunes app store, um, find us on the forums uh, you can check us out there
0: very nicely done happy hey, new year sir. everybody um, We and god bless us everyone <laughs> <laughs> we hope that uh, 2012 is a uh, prosperous and healthy year for all of our listeners and we hope that you uh, um, share some of that prosperity by making me filthy rich the um,
2: next is number one all others are number two or lower <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Linux is number zero. Oh, We're better yeah. than number one.
3: That's right.
0: All right, guys. Anything else before we say good night? Uh, good night.
3: Make sure you guys buckle up if you're going to go outside. Go out for the new year.
0: Yeah. And don't drink
2: and drive. Please. Please. to
3: back up your data. Or
2: text and drive. Or text <laughs> and drink text and drive. drive. <laughs> don't drunk text and
0: drive. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink and text either. That's a bad one, too. Yeah. Alright, well, I think as as uh, rambling as this has been, this is appropriate way to end the show, so I'm just going to say that ends this episode of Everyday News.